A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. Here are your hosts, Dan Hansen and Betsy Thompson. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Betsy. Good morning, Dan. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? I am well. I'm ready for fun. Well, didn't you have fun all week? You I had, had two fun. kids that graduated. Two kids this that week. Gra- well, graduation. Children, go to another room away from the radio for just a few seconds. <laughs> <laughs> graduation <laughs> ceremonies are not terribly exciting. Well, newsflash. They're not. Well, that's because there Maybe are so we many some, kids. Well, I, or if they had some bands or a magician. Uh-huh. My graduation, I graduated with 12 people because I went to a small school. But one of our physics teachers mm-hmm. was a magician. And he did this <gasps> thing where he swallowed needles oh. and a piece of string. And then he pulled it back out of his mouth. And, and all the needles were on? On the, the string, string, yes. And then there was another trick that he used to do where he would pull the string out of his belly button. What? Yes. I pull did, what? The string oh, out of his out belly of his, button. My dad his, was pull things out of his belly button, but I don't think that was a trick. <laughs> no, I'm sure it was lame. <laughs> it was really just gross. Holy yeah. smokes. Yeah, it all, I, I cannot That's figure it out. That's some kind of graduation. So, yes, I You have. got your diploma and <laughs> yes. maybe a souvenir string from your physics teacher's belly button. Yes, I did. Well, and speaking of school, we're actually going to talk to some people who have a school bus, but it is not the yellow kind that you're thinking. It's a very cool bus. That is really cool. You're yes. going to want to hang around for that. Yep. But right now, we're going to start with the segment that you're very excited about. Well, let's face it, when am I not excited well, about a segment? That's true. That's always your thing. You're excited. But right. this is flowers. This is flowers. This is garden stuff. This is spring. Yes. All of the things that we like. Well, and it's children. And you have children, so you should be really interested yeah. in this segment. Especially because it's going to, you know, give them something to do this summer. Something outside. Y- yes. <laughs> yes. And you can I go like. inside. Yeah. 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 So we are in the studio with Ian Warnock. He is the lead... Hold on. I'm going to try to get this whole entire thing out. Lead horticulturist out... Lead, outdoor. Lead outdoor horticulturist. <laughs> yes, at Frederick Meyer Garden and Sculpture Park. Ian, thanks for being here. You're very welcome. Okay, so I heard you way back a couple months ago at the Home and Garden Show, and That's you right. were talking about um, different gardening things that we can do with our kids. Yep. And what really intrigued me was all of these themed gardens, different things that you can do, you know, get a theme, and get all your plants around that and do it with your kids. Let's go over some of those themed gardens that you were talking about. Sure. Well, there's different things that you can uh, come up with, and I've been doing this for a few years, and one of my favorites is uh, kind of international gardens. Oh. You know, so you can have like a salsa garden. Mm-hmm. So you're growing vegetables, which you would put into uh, salsa dishes, for instance. Mm-hmm. You know, So you've got uh, cilantro. Peppers, hot peppers, onions, tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Not tomatoes, tomatoes. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And, and grow them on, you mm-hmm. know, have the kids grow them themselves. Uh, a pasta garden or a pizza garden. Right. Is oh. this like that commercial that was very famous I, when TV was still black and white? I don't remember the year. <laughs> but I think it was an April Fool's joke where they showed people harvesting the oh, pasta the, from the trees. Off the pasta tree. Yeah. yeah is it I like remember that? seeing that. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I am about that. Yeah. I remember seeing Let's that. Let's yeah. make our kids. I yeah. want to make my kids grow pasta. Yeah. Tell um, me how to do that. But you could actually do that. You can actually grow wheat. In okay. the garden, as, as part of your pasta garden or your pizza garden. All right. So you can actually grow wheat 
Okay. Uh, right? And you can harvest it. You can go through the methods of you know letting it dry and beating it and, and all that and making flour. Do I need uh, a small windmill? Uh, if you've got one handy. Oh, I, we could put <laughs> yeah. one together. Yeah. Or you could five kids, you said. Oh, you know, heck, so you they can, can do you all know, kinds do of all stuff. That. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, children powered. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, again, for a, for a pizza or a pasta garden, uh, you've got uh, basil, uh, or not basil, right? mm-hmm. yeah. uh, tomatoes, tomatoes, and uh, onions and peppers and various things uh, like that. And you've got yourself a, a, a pizza bed. How much space does something like this take up? Is it something that we have to a lot a lot of space for, or you know, what if you have a smaller yard or no yard at all? Uh, let me see. If you're square foot gardening, you're mm-hmm. aware of square foot gardening, right? So maybe you've got uh, one tomato plant uh, which will take up uh, maybe two square feet. You mm-hmm. a couple of pepper plants, uh, and then some of the other uh, plants we've, we've talked about. I don't know, maybe uh, an area that's uh, three feet by by four feet. You could still okay. have some stuff in there. You know, mm-hmm. plenty of room for for plants in there. So that's not a ton of space. Then it's not that's a ton of sp- that's a space. doable. You know, it's doable. You can even grow them in pots. Oh, that my, would be my vegetable better. garden get taken over by plants that have grown from cuttings and shrubs that I've brought in, but not mm-hmm. had a place to put them yet. Right. And for the past few years, my vegetable garden has been grown in pots in the driveway. Oh. I've grown potatoes in pots. All right. And in bags. Really? Yeah. Oh, I you need know? to learn how to do so, that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a bit of fun as well. Yeah. So you can you can grow all sorts of things in containers mm-hmm. as well. That's another thing we can talk about as, as well, you know. But the uh, the, the other theme gardens, uh, a gumbo garden. A gumbo garden? Gumbo garden. You know, the, the holy trinity of, of gumbo, which is uh, bell pepper. <laughs> I'm unfamiliar. <laughs> no? Okay. Well, if you go down to New Orleans. Okay. Right, New Orleans. All right. Uh-huh. He's got that. it right. Yeah. Right. Uh, bell peppers, uh, onions, and celery. They call that the holy trinity. All right. And that's the basis of gumbo and etouffee mm-hmm. and, and other... Uh, sort of Cajun meals. Sure. You know, so you can grow a gumbo garden. You know? Now, how easy that sounds are good. these things to grow? I mean, wow. tomatoes, those are relatively easy, yeah. right? Yeah. Tough uh, to screw on- that up. Onions, you know, you can grow from seed or you can grow from onion sets, which are small onions. Okay. Already pre-started, basically, right? I would yeah. probably go for the pre-started ones. Yep. They're and then easy. you just put them in, in, in uh, a drill. We call it a drill, which is a, a, a row. Mm-hmm. In the soil, and you just bury them slightly up to the neck, mm-hmm. and space them out about six inches or, or so apart, and grow your onions on that way. All and right, celery is grown from seed. Mm-hmm. Not a big celery fan, but I guess that doesn't matter. It's it's not always about me. Yeah, it's not no, always about it's you. not. You know? so, <laughs> but again, you, you you would sow the seed. You can pre-seed it in the greenhouse or in, in a warm windowsill, and then plant the plants out, or you sow the seed. And every six inches or so, you just thin out the seedlings. Okay. And the one thing about celery is you need to sort of heart it up, you know. So you take the the soil on either side, and you and you bring it up. Oh, like make a little mound around make it, it. Make a mound, right? And that helps to sort of blanch it out a bit. You know? Okay. That's the same with uh, potatoes, isn't it? You have yep. to mound the dirt yep. in order to get them to and leeks come out. Uh, uh, yeah. as, as well, and, and onions to to a degree. Leeks. Uh, so, uh, leeks, yeah. You like leeks, don't you? I'm not leeks? sure if I'm f- familiar with leeks. <laughs> yeah. Looks like we're going to have to take a trip through the grocery <laughs> yeah. store. <laughs> yeah. I've heard of leeks. Well, you know what a green onion looks like? I do. Right? And I so do like onions. at the top and a wee bit yeah. white at the bottom. Okay. Well, multiply that by about 20 times and that's a leek. Oh. Yeah, they're big. So they're, they're honking big. big. Yeah. 
Oh, do they taste size. like an onion? They do a bit, but there's mm. a, um, a milder taste to it. Would I want that on my pizza? No, but you'd like it in soup. Mm-hmm. Oh, I could put it in they soup. They do put it in soup. Oh, yeah, it's great soup, yeah. great vegetable soup. And those are relatively easy? These are things kids could do? Do I have to supervise? You would probably have to supervise a bit with uh, with leeks and celery and things like that. Those are a little trickier. Yeah, just to get the kids started. But you know, I usually start children off with uh, peas and beans and, and things like that. They're bigger seed. They're easy yep. to work with. Yep. And uh, for small hands to hold on to. And it's easy to space them out, you know, one sure. inch, mm-hmm. one inch, one inch sort of thing. So, so I like the theme. That was a gumbo-themed garden? Yep. Gumbo yeah. garden, salsa garden, pizza garden. What about uh, non-food themed gardens? Non-food themed gardens. Uh, well, you could think of maybe uh, along the lines of Mr. McGregor's garden. Mm-hmm. You know? I love that. Uh, who is Miss? Who is Mr. Peter Mr. Rabbit? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Mr. McGregor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Peter Rabbit a literary was always reference. Yeah. Yes. I'm an English major, and I missed that. Yeah, yeah. that's sad. <laughs> All right, Mr. And, McGregor. And in the story, and I'm trying to remember because I, I just played Mr. McGregor last week for, for the kids <laughs> at the garden and told the story about Peter Rabbit. Sure. And all this, and uh, but uh, let's see the use. Um, or you're going to. I wrote it down on my cheat sheet there. What did it? And we have your cheat sheet. Yeah, but it's. Uh, you could just give him his cheat sheet. Betsy. Yeah, just give me my, pe- my cheat sheet. I'll, I'll see. But anyway, you use lavender as uh, a tobacco. I think it's rabbit tobacco, they, they call it. Rabbit uh, tobacco? Yep. I, I, do, learning, re- I, I learning do remember that from the book. Yeah. <laughs> Write so that down. rabbits have a smoking problem. <laughs> well, old, old Mr. Rabbit did before he got turned into a pie. Yeah. yeah. But uh, let's see, for the Mr. McGregor Garden, peas, radishes, lettuce, onions, lavender it was, uh, was uh, Mr. Rabbit's... Uh, uh, pipe tobacco. Mm-hmm. Ah, I know. see. But I guess that's kind of politically incorrect these days, you know. So, <laughs> but it smells good. But it smells good, you know. Lavender is yep. fantastic, and lettuce. All rabbits like lettuce. Trust yep. me. But how? So how do I protect my garden from the onslaught? Uh, because yeah. once of rabbits. I do something like that, <laughs> yeah, rabbits and deer and groundhogs yeah. and chipmunks and rabbits and do, is that when I need my children <laughs> stationed outside twenty four seven? Well, you can put things out. You know, you could you know enclose it in a fence, and uh, you know they'll probably find their way through if it was a picket fence. So if you use uh, like a chicken mesh, okay, and you make a double fence, and actually what we found at the gardens, if you uh, go down a bit maybe nine inches uh, deep into the soil and put the chicken mesh down into the soil mm-hmm. and then turn it at right angles. And so if a rabbit or something does try to dig Burl, down, right, they hit the, then they hit oh. that fence and then they go, well, I'll give up on that. And so you can try that. Uh, there's other things that, that you can put down uh, around that, that smell bad or taste mm-hmm. bad. And uh, generally you don't really want to put them on the vegetable plants but there are things that are acceptable you know and uh, I use a product uh, that we've sort of come up with and there's uh, blood meal and bone meal and powdered cloves garlic and uh, cayenne pepper Mm. this is all one concoction yeah and we shake it up and, and mix it, and we we spread it around. You can do it around. The, you can do it over flowers mm-hmm. and bushes, and then you can do it in between the rows on the vegetables. Trying I to don't get want leaves. that on my pizza no. either. Do I? <laughs> no. oh, the cayenne pepper. That might be okay. Cayenne pepper and garlic. Yeah. See, I can handle that stuff. <laughs> yes, yeah, a blood meal. <laughs> <laughs> that, that doesn't yeah, sound that really good, gross. but it doesn't taste good or smell good to, to the rabbits, to the rabbits, and, and the deer and, and whatever. So that's something that and. and you know, it's not uh, toxic. Okay, really to us. Right. You know, that's what so it's something like. that you can do. Another mm. thing that I've used before is uh, uh, fox urine. 
Right. Do, I do I have to go find that? a box yeah. for yeah. that? <laughs> well, you, you, you the harvesting process. You, and you squeeze it you really hard. <laughs> I'm going to need a helper <laughs> with a jar. As the fox is wiggling around, this ought to be yeah. fun. Well, I'm sure but, they don't mind. But thankfully, right. people have already come up with a, a way of, of harvesting. Do you know how they do, do I'm going to have to Google that. Yeah. Oh, man. But, well, are uh, you interested? Even a little? A little bit, but yet. Yeah. I'm not so that sure. Rep- well, of course, they smell a predator. That's, that's Look at right. me, Betsy. Yeah. Ooh. Nature boy. Yeah. I can right. survive uh, in the wild. Um, but yeah, what, what I do is I get golf tees. Oh. I'll take a cotton wool ball and I glue it to the golf tee. Then you take the coyote or the fox uh, urine and you give it a squirt. Yeah. And then you place this about eight feet or so around your garden. Okay. And that kind of helps uh, as uh-huh. well to deter. Yeah, a scent barrier, yeah. basically. Does yeah. that keep the little chipmunks or whatever they are away as well? To a degree. Sometimes I've, I've found that you have to change things every week, every couple of weeks. You know, something smelly, okay. you know, like uh, Irish spring soap, uh, for instance. I've heard that before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you shred that up. I put it through a, a cheese grater mm-hmm. and put it Wash in a stocking. Wash the cheese grater yeah. afterwards. <laughs> and then put it where? Uh, and put it in a stocking or a or old tights or something like that and just tie in so some of my old tights yeah there you go yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> and then you hang them around the, the, the garden you know mm-hmm. and they kind of blend in you know if you use black ones it kind of blends in with the, the, right. uh, the background and so nobody really notices so it doesn't mm-hmm. look hideous no you know but then you, so you've got these stockings hanging around the place you know and you have that round about nose height for deer mm-hmm. okay and again that helps you know but the you know, every now and again they come back. Rather right. stubborn. You know, they get used to it. So you change yeah. it for right. uh, go to the barbers and, and get some hair off the barber's floor. And same thing, put it in a stocking or a sack and hang that up. And they, they tend to, you know, mm-hmm. get scared away from that right. sort of thing. You know, there's a few other things you, you okay. get to try. Well, that's all interesting. Mothballs. Yeah. And, I'm going to uh, send my children to go collect hair. I thought you were just going to give them all haircuts and just save it. That's one of the it. kids, yeah, one of the kids, gathered a bunch of hair, and I asked them because I, I forget how they got that. I don't remember, but mm. I remember that their plan was to make pillows out of it, like Whoa. put it into blankets. That sounds that's so gross. <laughs> but we could put it yeah. in the garden. Maybe yeah, that's, that's, what they that's a better idea. idea. So yeah. when do we need to start these things? Um, well, are, but- are we too late right now, or do we still have time? No, because it's still early in the spring yet. Most people don't have anything out. You know, right, in, we're in way ahead stores, of the curve. You know, yeah. And so once you start getting ready to put your, your plants out, your vegetables out uh, mainly, uh, then you can start to put these things around the garden. And now, we can't start from seed right now. We'll you probably can, miss that. Well, no, you can start from seeds uh, anytime, really. Uh, February, March, April, into May. Okay, it so depends start on that the plants in the house. that you want to, to grow. Okay. As well. I mean, if you were growing uh, cucumbers yeah. or Because they're easy, right? Cucumbers and zucchini are easy. Yeah. Really, My mom could even really grow easy, those. Really easy, you know. And it's good to start them indoors. And then once the frost is gone, so we're looking at maybe June. May. May the, well, it could be July. <laughs> you know. But uh, with uh, around about April, uh, sorry, May the 15th is our, our last sort of frost date generally, mm-hmm. you know. And then any time after that, you can plant your plants outside. Uh, but it's a good idea to start things ahead of time, you know, so that they've got their roots on, you plant them, they're maybe a few inches high, and the soil's warmer, so you just plant them in there. But once you've done that, that's when you have to start paying attention, you know, and keeping an eye open for any problems that you might have. Right. So, I mean, you could go right through the, the, the whole season without having any damage at all. 
so then you don't have to put down anything to, to scare anything away. All right. You know? That's what I'm going to bank on. Yeah. I'm going to mm-hmm. hope for. Yeah. You, you, I think you've got to have a bit of a threshold, you know, and see what you can bear. Okay, I can lose two out of ten lettuce yeah. or something that's like no that. That's no big deal. That's so, just less to harvest yeah. later. Yeah. Right. But once <laughs> you notice... all the work I'm saving. Yeah. <laughs> well, once you notice the damage, then... React. Yeah, you know, react to it. Sometimes it's better to be a wee bit proactive, though, and hang these things out. Well, that's easy to get. Mm-hmm. I mean, Irish Spring soap. Right. The kids don't use that anyway. Well, they don't. They just sit in hot water. That's a bath to them. Uh-huh. They don't need soap. Why not? <laughs> so we can use that, and at least we're not throwing money away. Right. And then you can use the bath water as well. What can we use that for? Well, I mean, people use gray, what they call gray water. You know, I, so it's, yeah. it's, it's bath water. Mm-hmm. You know, you can still use that. Use that for what? Not for well, cooking. Well, for, for watering your your plants. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, I, okay. I was I was thinking the leak soup. Yeah, you're going to make soup. That's a different kind of leak. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ian, can you hold with us over a break? I have sure. a quick question I want to ask you about these plants, and then we for sure want to get to what you guys are doing out at Frederick Meyer Gardens and Sculpture Park later this summer. Can you hang with us? Sure do. All right. We'll be back in the studio with Ian Warnock after a break. Stay tuned. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back. And during the break, mm-hmm. Betsy informed me. That she had a brilliant question. Yeah, to ask and once our guest. again, you had blathered on and on and, and on. I took the conversation <laughs> in an entirely different direction. Well, actually, I have two questions now. Okay. We're back in the studio, by the way, with Ian Warnock, as we were saying before. But From Ian, the Frederick Meyer Garden, Garden and, and Sculpture Park. Park. That's right. Did I, did I do all right oh, on that? Good. Uh-huh. Yeah. I did good. Um, Ian, one of the things on your list of themed gardens yeah. was a sense garden. Yes. Tell me about that, because the, just the sound of it is intriguing. Well, one of the gardens in the Lena Meyer Children's Garden is devoted to sensory plants. Mm-hmm. So we have the, the five senses. Okay. All right. So we've got touch, taste, mm-hmm. smell, smell, sight, sight, and hearing. Hearing. You got it, right? Yay! Start for me. <laughs> I was stuck after the first one. Yes, I noticed. because I, I there panic was under silence pressure. from your microphone <laughs> yeah. for the first time. I never time. did good on pop quizzes. <laughs> and don't forget the sixth sense as well. Which one is that? Well, I knew you were going to ask me that. Right, it's ESP. Right. Yes, it's oh. like the little ghosts that move through there. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm cool with those. Yeah. Right. So how do you pull this together? I can I can see some of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, in each section, I've got it split into five sections. All right. So uh, in the two central beds, there are the touch gardens. So all the plants that we plant in there are touchy feely. Mm-hmm. All right. So like anything, poison ivy, poison oak. <laughs> well, we're trying not to do that. Oh. That kind of spoils the well, day. Just, just yeah. Put that in the back yeah. of your yeah. mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anything that's got like big leaves, for yeah. instance. So I've got uh, a big. Oriental uh, rhubarb. Okay. Right? So mm-hmm. great big leaves. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, right beside that, I've got some grasses that are very fine, so the texture difference between the two. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, right beside that, I've got some lamb's ears. 
Yes, those are the ones it. I was thinking. They're really soft. It's nice and soft. It yeah. looks like lamb's ears, feels yep. like lamb's ears. All right. Uh, so we always encourage the kids to go to each section. Mm-hmm. And each garden has got an icon beside it. So like the touch garden has got a big hand. Mm-hmm. So the kids go over, they high five it, they, they look on the uh, the fingerprints of different textures mm-hmm. so they can feel that. Uh, then they go over maybe to the, the sound garden. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, and the plants in there, they make sound, you know, like uh, bamboo. Oh, for okay. instance, so, yeah. You, yeah. so you can make uh, flutes mm-hmm. out of bamboo. Uh, the the grasses move around and make a swishing noise. Uh, but there are also plants that have got uh, sound names. So I've got bugleweed, I've got trumpet vine, drumstick oh, onions, oh, yeah. and and various things like mm-hmm. that. Uh, there's also a sound box, and this year we're going to have like rain sticks inside the sound box, oh. so the kids can kind of swivel it around and sure. just mm-hmm. or rattle, 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 you know. And uh, they can also talk into the sound box. And further along, there's a big ear, and they can listen to the ear. Okay. <laughs> All right. Or they can talk in the ear and listen to the sound box. Right. And then you go along, you go to the smell garden, and mm-hmm. there's a big nose there. And then what we do is you can spin the wheel on the nose. There's a wheel in the nose? There's a wheel well, where, just where outside do I have the to nose. Reach the, oh, okay. Uh, I'm you don't have to reach all the way in there, right? <laughs> but there's, there's a wheel, and you spin that, and there's a bellows connected, and it draws air from the outside. So what I've done is I've got uh, cotton balls and I squeeze uh, scented oils onto it. Sure. And then you close up the box and then when mm. you spin the wheel, it draws the air through and brings the scent through gotcha. as well. So you smell oh, it coming okay. through the nose and you can feel the breath coming through the nose. So mm-hmm. I always tell the kids to, to spin it. The faster they spin it, the more smell mm-hmm. comes out. Right. But also the faster they spin it, they have to watch out for boogers. <laughs> so that always gets them, oh, wait a minute. You know? so, so we do that. And in that garden, there's right now there's a Korean spice viburnum that's going to uh, uh, flower uh, shortly. Uh, I've got lilacs which will be flowering oh, in I a month those. or so. Uh, Budlia butterfly bush in the summer, mm-hmm. and then uh, for springtime hyacinths are going to be flowering too. Sure. So there's all sorts of nice you know smelly kind of plants. Right. A favorite plant in there is the popcorn plant, and the flowers are are yellow when they open up. They look like butter popcorn. And when you touch the foliage, you rub the, the leaves, it smells of popcorn. Really? It really does. Dan and wants one of oh, those. Yeah. Are those edible? <laughs> no, they're not edible, uh-huh. but they smell great. And I always tell people, you know, rub the leaves and, and tell me what you think. And you can see in their heads, they're going, it smells like popcorn, but it but can't be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say is. that. <laughs> right. So the popcorn plants, I've got uh, good and plenty plants as well. I've got a movie theme going on here. Okay. As well. yeah. So it's a, it's a, a, a fennel that smells okay, of, yeah. of licorice. Mm-hmm. You know? So we, we go through that and then there's the taste garden and everything is sort of tasty and, and right. all. So there are various fruits and vegetables that I have in there. Mm-hmm. And I usually tell people, ask ask Mr. McGregor, you know, <laughs> and then maybe he'll let you have a taste just to right. go picking the strawberries and, and all right. that. And uh, then in the site garden, it's all colour. Okay. And you look through and you see, uh, we've got a, we call it a telidoscope. So it's kind of a a telescope, kaleidoscope, periscope, all right? And it's a big eyeball, and you look through as if you're looking through a periscope in a submarine. And you can see the colors and uh, and all that. And you can look at the big tongue, which represents the taste. (laughs) But don't lick the tongue. (laughs) Everything else, you do something with it. The the tongue is just to show. Just let that tongue (laughs) It kind of looks like Mick Jagger's mouth, actually. That's awesome. We did have kids coming up and licking the tongue in the first few weeks. Kids will lick anything. Oh, I know. know. But we had to take the names off. 
right. because we had it split up into bitter, mm-hmm. salt, sweet and sour. And they thought that was what they had to Oh, do. so they were right. licking the different fats. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. Yeah. That is terrible. But everything in there is touchy, feely, mm-hmm. smelly. You hear things and it's a whole sensory thing, you know. So always try and get people to incorporate some of those plants mm-hmm. in their own gardens at home. Right. You know. Now, I do have a quick question mm-hmm. about you were talking putting plants out. Um, you can start them from seed and things like that. But isn't there a thing hardening off or whatever? Because yep. I have made the mistake of putting plants out and then they get sunburned and they die. <laughs> yeah. Or they get too cold and they die. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, plants that you start on indoors, mm-hmm. it's a good idea. You know, you let them come up uh, the, the two leaf stage, mm-hmm. the four leaf stage. And once the weather starts to get better, take them outside for a while. All right. Remember, mm-hmm. you know, April, uh, sorry, I keep saying April, but May the 15th mm-hmm. is our, our frost date. All right. So maybe for the two weeks, the first two weeks in April, you're taking your plants out mm-hmm. and then bring them in at night. So you're letting them feel the cool air. They're getting used to being outside, and then you bring them inside because mm-hmm. they're they're being grown on in like seventy degrees or, or right. so in a greenhouse or on your windowsill. Yeah, they're soft. It's warm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what you're doing is you're hardening them off, mm-hmm. trying to make them tough before you put them outside. Yeah. Because if you take them outside. Mm. right from the greenhouse yeah. they can get frosted they're too soft they're not strong enough my mom never did that hardening off stage with me I was raised <laughs> soft and I stayed soft <laughs> that is very flower. true yeah. mm-hmm. I'm just a delicate flower right now Ian why don't you go yep. over what you guys are doing at Frederick Meyer Garden and Sculpture Park because every summer there is all kinds of stuff to yep. see and attend and things like that so what do you guys have a big going tongue on? to lick besides that no, uh, this summer is the 15th anniversary for the Lena Meyer Children's Garden. Oh. So we're doing something special out there. And it's our 15th birthday. But it's not everybody's birthday on the same day, is it? Right. Right. So what I decided was we're going to have the Mad Hatter's birthday party from Alice in Wonderland. Right. <sighs> and so every day is everybody's unbirthday. Awesome. I love that. I uh-huh. so want to go and have a party there. <laughs> so there, there are uh, four sections I usually have for, for a theme every year. So when we walk into the plaza, you'll mm-hmm. see the white rabbit and Alice, and he's looking at his big watch and, oh, mm-hmm. my ears and whiskers, I'm going to be late. Right? right. So they'll be going down the rabbit hole. And then across the way will be the, uh, the caterpillar, mm-hmm. and he's going to be sitting on top of a mushroom. Of course. And he'll be directing people around the garden, and he'll probably send them down to the storyteller garden. And down there, you've got to look for the Cheshire cat. <laughs> all right? Now, you know the Cheshire cat isn't always where he always says he is. Uh-huh. All right? And so you'll be looking probably for a big smile and a couple of yellow eyes in a bush or up in a tree or whoever knows where. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then from there, you go up to the Mad Hatter's Tea Party. And there will be a garden, and in the middle of the garden, a big table with uh, pots and pans and cups and saucers. The March Hare, the Mad Hatter, maybe a couple of pink flamingos playing <laughs> croquet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. right. And uh, you can go up there and get your picture taken with the Mad Hatter and the March Hare. Oh, my and, goodness. And celebrate with a cup of tea, maybe. Do you have to be a child to attend? <laughs> you have to be a child of any age from 1 to 101. Oh, well, I guess well, that includes me. You fit in there, do you? Yeah. <laughs> I do fit in there. I'm very excited about yeah. that. Theme. I know you are. I can very tell. Very excited. Yeah. Yeah. 
Ian, if anyone wants any information on the things that you have going on out there or the times yep. that the park is open, yep. how do they best do that? Uh, go to the Meyer Gardens website. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's uh, org. And all the information is in there from uh, our education side of things, the horticulture side of things, sculpture, and of course, our concert season is starting in in a few weeks' time, Mm -hmm. you know, beginning of June, I think it is. Okay. And we've got 30 concerts uh, this year Mm -hmm. uh, from artists from all around. 30. All right. Uh, Some great acts. Uh, that we've had before. We've got Lyle Lovett coming in. I think he's our house band because he's mm-hmm. here every year. What is his hair like now? I is think it still, still big? I think it's still big hair. Yeah. <laughs> I am mesmerized It'll never by change. that hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, Lyle Lovett's going to be there. Stray Cats. Uh, let's see. Uh, Gypsy Kings. Okay. I want to mm-hmm. see the Gypsy Kings. They're fantastic. Um, yeah. Amazing group. Uh, OER, uh, Styx, Foreigner, uh, wow. Cake. So that's the ones I can remember. Yeah, you know, you guys uh, right have everybody. Now. Oh, there's a lot of people. Yeah, and all uh, that's online. On uh, that's all online. And then Tuesday nights is concert night as well. So okay. if you're a member of the gardens, you get in for free, and it's like local groups oh, or within okay. the state. You know, mm-hmm. and we've got some great acts coming as well. So you know, get online, take a look, see what it is. And in a few weeks' time, the tickets will be on sale for the big concerts. So get ready for that as well. All right, everyone, get out to Frederick Meyer Garden in. Sculpture Park. Ian, as always, it has been a pleasure. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Betsy. Thanks, Don. Now, when we come back, we're going to talk about the school bus mm-hmm. that is now the cool bus. Yeah. It's the bus I would have ridden as All a child. Right. That's coming up next. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. And I have to say, your face not too long ago. My face? Yes. Mm-hmm. Was priceless. I wish I had a video camera rolling. Why? As a certain bus <laughs> was passing our studio. The look and the excitement on Dan's face was absolutely. Yeah. Stunning. Well, who was it on Laverne and Shirley? Was it Squiggy who would bite his hand? Or Lenny? Lenny would bite his hand when he was excited about things. I think that's things. a little before my time. Well, anyway, <laughs> I was biting my hand. I was very excited because Fern the bus came to visit us. And you're going to have to explain what that is. Well, we originally found out about Fern the Bus on Instagram. And there's a Fern the Bus blog, which if you have not checked that out, you absolutely need to. And... Fern is a very special bus, not just any bus, not a school bus anymore. Fern is like a tiny house on wheels and the most incredible tiny house I have ever seen. And today we are here with Fern's owners, Ben and Mandy Tucker. Guys, thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having us. We are so excited to hear about your adventure and how you came to find Fern and how you came to this inspiration that this is something that you should do. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourselves and how you got inspired to make Fern a part of your lives? Well, we are adventurous people and we love the outdoors. Mm-hmm. We've done a lot of backpacking and tent camping and... Um, Thought maybe we'd want a camper or an RV or something and um, went to the RV show to just check stuff out at one point and uh, we're pretty surprised by the 
quality of stuff that we found in our price range, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, we're people who love to do our own projects, and we're always doing house projects and tackling stuff on our own. So we thought, could we do this by ourselves? And uh, found out there's a whole community of people who turn old school buses into houses and took it on ourselves. That is crazy. Now, how does one go about procuring a school bus? I mean, that is not something that, you know, generally you drive past houses and, oh, hey, look, that person has a school bus for sale. How do you find a bus? Well, normally there's like parking lots by schools that are just packed. Well, (laughs) yeah, but they're not necessarily for sale. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) How did you find Fern? We found Fern on Craigslist and Ben spent what felt like years looking for the right bus and um we knew we weren't in a hurry so it really was a couple years of just casually looking at the market and waiting for the right one yeah and when you say right bus what do you mean by right bus the right length the right wheelbase she's short she's maneuverable Hmm. but still has enough room for everything that we wanted um and like no rust and low miles so reliable and not putting we didn't pour our time into rebuilding the exterior we mm-hmm. poured our time into you know building the inside what we were going to live up live out of how much of the year do you actually live out of fern every our, year is different yeah right now we've got a little one-year-old at home and it's kind of the uh weekend camping machine but we've had times where we did three month stretches at a time so it depends where we're at in life. Wow. It, it always changes. Right. Now, I have to ask, where did the name Fern come from? Because we keep referring to Fern, not as the bus, but just Fern. Where did this name come from? I teach second grade, and at the time that we had bought the bus, um, I was reading Charlotte's Web to my kids. <laughs> and Fern, the main character, it was just too easy to love, and the name is kind of perfect. And Yeah, yeah so it was a no-brainer. I love that. I love that book. So I love that you named her Fern. Yeah. I am assuming you say her. Well, <laughs> yeah. Her name is yeah. Fern. Yeah. yeah, Betsy, don't be dumb. Well, I am just dumb. checking. I spent, I've got to admit this, just because ever since we connected with you, with you guys, we found you on Instagram, mm-hmm. just stumbled across, yeah. and then found out you were based in Holland. So that was very exciting. Yeah. But ever since then, that's been almost three weeks or more. We've been talking about Fern the Bus, the website Fern the Bus, and yesterday I just finally realized that Fern was the name of the bus and not a verb. I thought you yeah. ferned the bus, and I had no idea what that was. I was at home. The kids know. I was Every time I made something cool, I said I was ferning it up. I didn't know what I was talking about. That's amazing. And apparently neither did I know what I was talking about. Clearly. So, when you said that to me yesterday, I was absolutely stunned. I did not know. I I knew I made a mistake because Betsy just (laughs) stared at me and it's this long silence. So I repeated myself thinking maybe she didn't hear me. Oh, no. I heard you. So I love love where the name came from. That's great. I have a little vehicle that I drive around that my children named Harv. Nice. So it's fun to have a name. Yeah. Yeah. And then you start talking about it. As if that's what it was. One of the sales guys mm-hmm. just last week asked, can he use my little car? Yeah. And I said, yeah, the keys for Harv are over here. Yeah. And he just stands there and stares at me. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. let's talk about this conversion process. Because when you bought Fern, she was a, a school bus, full-on school bus. Yep. Seats, the little rubber mat. I'm imagining the little scribblings on the walls. Yellow yeah. the stop sign? Yes. Yeah, did it have the stop sign it too? It did have the stop sure. sign. Oh. So what was the conversion like? I mean, what kind of work did you have to accomplish and tackle? 
uh, to get it just gutted and ready to go. Yeah, it started out just getting it down to bare bones and stripping everything off it, getting underneath all of the lights and the stop sign and taking and that, seats out in the floor and yeah. How did you get the seats out? Do they just unbolt? And you pop them out. Did you have to? If get a you're lucky, more... oh, sometimes <laughs> they are a little rusted underneath, and you gotta get a little creative and do some cutting. Yeah. But again, relatively rust-free bus, so that went pretty good. Throughout the process, we did come up with the term "bus time" real time, though. So what we thought would take one week ended up taking three. So mm-hmm. there's this one to three ratio of thinking we could quick. You know, let's just before we go to bed, we'll do one more project and it ends up taking three times longer. So it did. It was a process that took some time and thought and energy into designing and building and sometimes rebuilding. But it was so worth it. One of the things that I really liked in reading about this after I figured out Fern was a name, (laughs) I was digging into it. And I loved how you talked about how you tried you made a goal, if I'm remembering this right, of every night we're going to get something accomplished, yeah. whatever it is, no matter how small, but it keeps you moving, yeah. right? Yep. Talk about that a little bit. I think it's easy in any project to feel like you've got one little thing done and 20,000 bigger things that are still to be done, and that's overwhelming and sometimes debilitating. Like mm-hmm. You'd mm-hmm. rather just sit inside and focus on something that maybe seems a little bit easier to attain. So if we just set our little goals for ourselves along the way, it felt so much easier to feel accomplished at the end of the day. And before we knew it, it felt like, all right, we're halfway there or we're three quarters of the way there. We could take her out this weekend and it wouldn't be perfect, but it's, you know, attainable now. So it helped kind of. It's what keeps you going. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it's amazing how those little tiny efforts add up and those incremental things turn into big change over time, you know, so. Right. We talk about that with just home projects in general, mm-hmm. you know, with almost anything like that, they can at one point looks just completely overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you just stop at that point, it never gets any better. It just gets worse. Right. right. But if you just tackle little things here and there, you get where you want to go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So did you guys bring all kinds of DIY or professional skills to this or did you learn on the process? Was it a mixture of both of those things? I would say it was a good mixture of both. We've been doing a lot of our own projects for a long time, and I'd say we had some skills, but we relied on YouTube and (laughs) other experts and learned so much along the way. Totally. Now, I have to ask, I have a question, but we are running out of time on this segment. Can you hang with us over the break so I can ask my question? You bet. We'll be here. Perfect. We'll be back in the studio with Ben and Mandy after a break. Stay tuned. want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM. And here we are again. We are. Still here, living the yes. dream. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. And we are still here with Ben and Mandy as well. And they Fern did not leave. And is in the parking lot. Yes, and Fern is in the parking lot. If you didn't hear the first segment of this interview, you really need to go back and hear yeah. it. Yeah. Well, you can still ride the rest of this one out. We're not yes, trying to yes, send yes. you away. Of course, of course. But, but Fern really... is a bus, a school bus, yes. who has been lovingly converted mm-hmm. into a... Basically, a mobile home. A, a mobile tiny home, home. On Right. Wheels. I don't mean a mobile home in... No. Like it's just sitting there in a trailer park. You mean like a motor home. But I yes, would venture... I, I will say, the pictures that so I have cool. seen, 
I think Fern is better than a motorhome. Like, just the inside. And that's what I want to talk about now. That yeah. was my question, actually. How on earth did you arrive at the interior design for Fern? Because first, you don't have a lot of space, yet you have an oven, a stove in there. Mm -hmm. You have a fridge. You have a bed. You have seating areas. I'm guessing there is storage somewhere, although... I don't see it in any of the pictures. It's like the kind of place you want to hang out. And every picture you guys post, I'm like, man, I want to be wherever they are. I don't yeah. know It's been where obnoxious that is. ever since she found you guys. That's all she says. <laughs> well, you were jealous too. Let's face it. So how on earth, where did you start? You had this blank slate, you know, mm -hmm. essentially a giant long metal hallway. Yeah. How on earth did you get to what you have parked outside? It took some time, and I think that one thing that we constantly had to remind ourselves is that this isn't going to happen overnight, and it's not something that we ever really stopped talking about or dreaming about. So looking online constantly at RVs, how they are laid out, how similar lengths of um, motorhomes might be laid out, um, sometimes building something up and then thinking we don't like the way it's looking, so tearing it down and starting over. Mm -hmm. um, it was totally a process, and I think one of our one of our number one things is we wanted that light and airy feel so that it wasn't constantly feeling cluttered and mm -hmm. like you could see all of our storage and our things that you need when you're traveling for weeks at a time. Your hidden storage is amazing because I don't see a closet. I don't see anything. Yeah. It just it looks like this neat, very clean space. And I will say you have all of those windows mm -hmm. in a school bus. How on earth do you get privacy in a school bus? <laughs> Randy sewed curtains that wrap all the way around, including for the windshield and the back windows. And okay. It's all magnetized and snaps together. Oh, that's cool. It's really a clever thing that she pulled off there. So we can go from wide open, clear windows to closed off, ready totally. for a night's sleep in 45 seconds. Well, and when we look at the pictures, I mean, that is amazing because you've got this almost three, well, pretty much a 360, 360 yeah. view. Yeah. You park in the right spot. Mm -hmm. It's that, hard to park in the wrong spot. We can get yeah. above the population and just you sit kind of higher in the bus and it just right. feels like you've got... A front row seat to things. Now, do you have a loft bed up high, or how did that look? I, I, it was hard to tell in the pictures. You've just we've got a, a double, a double bed that is um, lifted up, and the underneath is what we call our garage. It, you, in the pictures, you'll just see two storage doors underneath mm -hmm. our bed, and you can go all the way through there. And we've got all of our outdoor gear. Um, Back access is that um, fire door that's mm -hmm. typically on a school bus. And, um, I mean, we've got things shoved up into the, the rafters of our garage or, you know, yeah. the top of our bed. The bed is a little higher than probably your bed in your home, but it's not, we don't need stairs to get into it or anything. Because mm -hmm. the pictures sometimes show you sitting there and it looks like, I couldn't tell how sure. much higher you were. But, yeah, that looks amazingly sure. cool. Yeah. Overlooking lakes, overlooking... a. All kinds of places mm -hmm. I wish I could go. Yeah. And we did put a rooftop deck up above. That too. is so that is cool. cool. That's, and it's a big deck. Yeah. Yeah. It's big enough for we hang our hammocks over the top and we have picnics up there and we stargaze up there and taking in a lot of good views. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I'm highly jealous. Now, I have to ask a practical question. Yeah. Water, electrical, like I know you have lights and things in the bus. 
um, your stove, showers. How do you manage all that? I mean, I'm you're talking about going to national parks, so yeah. you're not in like an RV park where they have right. hookups for all this stuff. Just get a long extension cord, Betsy. <laughs> just got to fern carry it that cord together. Across and... the country. <laughs> sure, no problem. There'll be a lot of power left by the time you're at the other end. That's true. It's small stuff that you want to run. So how does that all work? How did the technical aspects of that work? Really, we just built RV systems into a school bus. So fresh water tank and a gray water holding tank underneath with Mm -hmm. fresh water pump and big enough batteries that we can charge them and then go out on the road for a week at a time, you know, Mm -hmm. and we draw pretty small amounts of power just charging our devices and running the water pump and running a fan, a rooftop fan. Um, But we don't take a lot of power. Stove is ran off propane. Okay. So it really is all pretty simple but so, we've got all all the amenities and you've got a tankless hot water heater right we do so you can yep. get hot water on demand, on yep. demand. as you need it yep that's we, pretty slick we've got an outdoor shower set up that we kind of with a big curtain yep. yeah exactly it uses the back door as one wall and then a shower curtain and again within a couple minutes we can just set up a outdoor shower wherever we are that is so cool what about like air conditioning and stuff or do you just lower the the what hundred windows it seems to be <laughs> yeah. around the bus. We actually we it had an air conditioner when we bought the bus, but mm-hmm. it took up so much real estate inside that we removed that and installed a fan um, that is pretty much in every RV or okay you know mm-hmm. um, pop up camper, um, and it pulls air from whatever window is open, so we can open up the two windows by our heads at nighttime and leave everything closed up, and it sucks. Nice, oh. fresh air in, and it is really efficient. Well, it sounds so cool. I mean, I'm looking at the pictures with the hammocks. Yeah. That, that mm-hmm. is just amazing. So many cool things. Now, what, one of the things we were talking about, you've got a son who's mm-hmm. how old now? He just turned one. Just turned one. Yeah. Sawyer, so, by the way. I yes, don't know if we said Sawyer. that. How does Fern function with a growing family? When you first envisioned this and started putting it together, yeah. it was built for you guys, right? right? Mm-hmm. Now you've got, you know, not just Kids one. Kids come with a lot right, of stuff. Totally. <laughs> Even one kid comes with a boatload yeah. of stuff. Yeah. How do you make that work? I, we have enough storage that it does feel like it works, but we also have to be mindful in that when you're traveling or camping or doing whatever, you need to be a little more minimalist. And I think that you'd be surprised by how little you really can get away with. Um, we've got a bed for him. Um we we have dreams of hope. I mean, right now he's sleeping in a crib, so we just set that up and put it away when we're done. We hope to eventually put in like in a a real bed that would be mm-hmm. for maybe mm-hmm. a that's kind a of the beauty older of kid. Having built everything ourselves, you know, we can always customize it and do little renovations and right. have it meet our needs with some adaptations here and there. So, well, I did see where multiple times you've said. Fern will never be 100% done. There will totally. always be little tweaks here and there. And that's always. the beauty of making it yourself and having it be whatever you want it to be. Right. Now, one other thing that's really interesting, at least to us, Betsy, mm-hmm. is that in perusing the pictures and the websites and you know trying to get ready for this interview, we see a picture of a paint can as you're painting the outside of Fern. Mm-hmm. And that's one of our products. That's a Repcolite product. Yep. So that's on the outside, right? Yep. yep. And you've got... Interior paint, that's Interior, all Repcolite as well. You bet. 
Yeah. That is really slick. Yeah. That is slick. It now, was slick that you recognized the can yeah. from the little <laughs> tiny. So cool. Think about that. I recognized the can, but I never clued into the fact that Fern the Bus was a yeah. name and not a happen? verb. <laughs> You never cease to amaze me. (laughs) Okay, so in the last little bit that we've got, you've got to have maybe one or two or something that jumps out at you. Favorite places, favorite experiences with Fern. I think, so the farthest that we went in Fern was all the way to Banff and getting Fern to Canada in all of those glacial lakes, Mm -hmm. we kind of realized that that is uh, the color of Fern in Canada. Uh (laughs) So So we always say that... Canada's our favorite color. Awesome. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. So what adventures are on the horizon for this summer? Do you have any big plans of places you're going to go? Nothing big in the books with Sawyer now. I think we're going to break it off into smaller bite-sized <laughs> adventures um, and be a little more locally based. Um, but exploring our own state is really appealing. So mm-hmm. sticking closer to home and doing long weekends here and there. And, yeah. Um, the UP is one of our favorite places. We love mm-hmm. going to Lake Superior. Twelve Mile Beach is one of our favorite little camps, camp spots mm-hmm. there. So, yeah. Well, it is one of the coolest things I think I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Absolutely. You Thanks, you guys. <laughs> love it. Uh, you guys have a number of pages or places where our listeners could follow you or kind of read more. Yeah. Why don't you let people know where they can check you out? You can follow us on Instagram at Fern the Bus. We've got a Facebook page as well and. Um, a website called www.ferntravels.com. Awesome. Yeah. Ben and Mandy Tucker, thanks so much for being here. Thank, Thank you, you so guys. much for having us. Appreciate and it. Thanks for bringing Fern. Of course. Of course. <laughs> now we have to meet Harvey. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> He's not that exciting. <laughs> He's a Ford, what is he? Transit Connect. Transit Connect. And honestly, before we go, oh, I'll, I'll, I was going to lead with that, but you went with something else at the beginning. Sorry. Before we ran into Fern online and, mm-hmm. and talked about her. I've been dreaming. It's a, My vehicle's a work vehicle, so okay. I can't do anything permanent. Sure. But I thought about, I wonder if there's a couple of ways that we could tweak the inside a little bit if I ever wanted to go away for a weekend or do something fun like you that. Bet. Oh, I bet I could do this. And I had some ideas. And then Betsy shows me these pictures and I think, <laughs> oh, I am such a dope. <laughs> my grandest vision is... So like, you're going to Fern Harve up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Ben and Mandy, thanks so much. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, guys. And that's it. Another episode rides off into the sunset. (laughs) It does. Right? Uh, Yes. Lately, it's been a very gray sunset. (laughs) Yeah, there isn't. Yeah. We don't even know if it's really set or not. We don't know if it's out there or not. (laughs) Anyway, if you want to listen to this episode again, you can find it online at repcolite.com and also on iTunes and on iHeartRadio. Right. And if you look there and Mm -hmm. go find it and subscribe to the podcast, you're going to get all kinds of bonus info. Or bonus material, I guess I would say. Yeah, for sure. This week, Ian had a ton of stuff that we just couldn't fit in, so you really want to go back. and A lot of great stuff. It was agonizing to cut it out. And some of it was hilarious. very funny stuff, yeah. Anyway, there's like an extra 10 or 15 minutes yep. just with Ian alone. <laughs> right. A little bit with Fern the Bus. Yeah. All kinds of good stuff. You can yep. find it and subscribe on iTunes or, again, on iHeartRadio. Right. Just search the podcast, Repco Light Home Improvement Show, and you're good to go. Right. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. Remember, if you're about to lose your DIY sanity, we can help you fix that crazy. And we demonstrated today, beyond a doubt, that Repco Light paint and Benjamin Moore paint can uh-huh. be used on anything, <laughs> yeah. anywhere, anytime. We'll turn your bus into something great. Exactly. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.